and welcome to the Kids Planet Podcast. An opportunity to explore the highs and lows of raising under fives. Here's your host, Victoria Jones. So hello and welcome. I've been really excited about talking to our next guest. We first chatted last summer when I was out walking my dog one lunchtime and she's just one of those people who you instantly warm to. As an actress on both Coronation Street and Emmerdale and now mum to a gorgeous one-year-old, she's totally honest about her experience with parenthood so far. So welcome Hayley Tamadon. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well. That was a lovely welcome. Did you like that? I hoped you would. I did. I really did. Suddenly, you never know what people are going to say on um, on these things, and and that was really lovely. So thank oh, you. I'm please. glad that you think I'm warm. <laughs> oh, I definitely. I just remember as we as we were saying that when we first spoke, it was a sunny, beautiful May day. Yeah. And, um, lockdown felt difficult, but nice to be outdoors. And now lockdown feels even harder, being stuck yeah. in the rain, hammering down on the windows. Oh, it's just so difficult, isn't it? To see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, It's really hard some days. Um, But, you know, there is one, and that's what we've got to keep remembering and keep at the forefront of our mind, is that there is is a light at the end of this tunnel, and we will get there very soon. Definitely, and every day, every day is another day, another step closer, huh? Exactly, yeah. You just need to get through today, and tomorrow's a new one. That's my motto. Definitely. So how are you finding it? How are you finding the latest COVID restrictions with with a one-year-old in tow? You know, for us, really not much has changed since last year. Every, everything's the same, apart from Jasper is getting older and I'm finding that he is really starting to climb the walls in the house. I mean, we live in a two-bed apartment, so we don't have that much space anyway, as I'm sure many people don't, you know. Yeah. But he's climbing everywhere. Or he's, he's just desperate to be outside. And we can go out, you can go for a walk, and that's lovely, but that's your limit, really. Yeah. You know, this these current regulations of staying in your own area, you're not allowed to go out of your area, which is so hard because even yeah. if I could just drive down to the coast where my mom is you know just 45 minutes down the road and he could see his nana and and yeah. we could have a, you know a walk on the beach and things like that it, that's difficult yeah. um, that's that change of scenery isn't it that's that's it's seeing the same four walls that's it we're trying so hard to go on different routes of walks and you know, he's even begun to hate the pram. So <laughs> we can put him in the pram for half an hour and then that's it. He hates it. He wants to get out. And Is he, is he doing that archy back thing where yes. he's like, you know, and you've got two hands trying to restrain them, trying to oh, push them down God, into the yeah. pram? I think it's because he's desperate to walk and he's not yeah. quite there yet. So he he's just wanting to be outside and on his feet. But we, um, we've got a baby carrier and... Uh, what I've been doing is throwing him on my back in the carrier um, in in like a piggyback style, which he absolutely loves. Um, (laughs) And I can walk for miles with him on my back like that. So it's really great. So that's what we've been doing. But but But, not great for your back? Not great for my back, no. Um, I told you, didn't I? I, You know, ruptured a disc having Jasper. And um, it's my back has been... I'd say problematic my whole life throughout my career, but right. I've always been, I've always managed to keep a check on it. But we, when I ha- had Jasper, you know, a few weeks after having him, my disc went and 
that was it. It's so difficult yeah. to have a baby and have any problems with your back because you yeah. just can't do anything. You can't pick them up. You can't bend down. You can't. It's been yeah. a real it, struggle. Um, and it got to the point where I thought, well, I've got to go and see someone because I can't do this anymore. Um, and I did all the all of this through like the first lockdown. Um, but I managed to see a fantastic surgeon who. Um, it gave me a scan and then put me on some extremely powerful pain medication and he's been monitoring me ever since and because of covid and everything you know even getting a, a scan so. or an appointment takes even that such isn't a long it? time yeah is another effort isn't it another yeah. added complication and you know that is it if you've got any sort of illnesses or injuries or problems and you're a, and you're a new mom as well oh my gosh that just adds to the pressures of being a new mom yeah you know yeah. Um, and talk, so I talk, really, yeah, go on. Talk, I was going to say, talk to us about that because, um, you know, you, you're quite honest and open about your experiences of having Jasper um, and yeah. your experience as a new mum. And, you know, I think when we very first spoke, we, we talked about social media and the, and the pressures that come with that for being this very perfect, you know, I'm a mum, I know what I'm doing and I've kind of, I'm all right. And actually, yeah. the reality for lots of us is that it's it, that's not the case at all. Tell us about your experiences. Yeah, I, you know, I in life, I'm a perfectionist, um, w- which is not really a good trait to be. I, w- I, I want everything to be perfect. And that started when I was a, a young girl, you know, with dancing and singing and acting. Everything I did, I had to learn it there and then. It had to be perfect. And that that's never left me, that side, that kind of competitive side of me. Um, I've always had. So before having Jasper, people would say, oh, you're going to be exhausted and it's such hard work having a baby. And I kept thinking, yeah, but you've not met me. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm really great at this stuff and I'm going to have a baby and it's going to be perfect. My child will go to sleep at seven and sleep at room <laughs> at seven. <laughs> you know, I had all of these thoughts in my head that I, would, I was going to nail this, you yeah. know. Which to be fair, lots of us do because you you, you don't really know otherwise because until no. you, do it, you have no concept of what it's going to be yeah, like. Yeah, none at all. And then it happens. And the first few days you're in this wonderful bubble and it's just you and the baby and it's all wonderful. And then after a few weeks you think, oh, my God, I'm – Am I the only person awake at 3 a.m. doing the the breastfeeding and and just rocking the baby back to sleep? And, oh, my God, it's 5 a.m. and no one's up and I'm still doing it. And, you know, and and those thoughts and then the child gets older and all those things you thought you would master, you haven't done, you know, and and you think that you're the only one. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? And, And like you say, because you're up in the night, there's something about the darkness that always makes you feel well certainly you know that that sense of loneliness so that's yeah you know, it, totally it was compounded. so lonely it's such a lonely place to be and you know what my friends now that I know are pregnant I actually warn them about this because people actually don't because no. I guess why would you you don't want to ruin it for people but you know it is it is lonely those moments are lonely but what what I want to tell people is be aware of that and then also find a way of helping yourself where that's concerned whether yeah. it be a group of friends that you know have had babies at the same time as you or you know there's there's an app called the peanut app um where you can meet mums on there and you can talk to each other there's yeah. there's a few ways of 
of meeting other mums with babies the same age. And I think that that is really yeah. important and something that, um, you know, I wish I'd have been able to to deal with more when, when I had Jasper and I, and I didn't really, I didn't deal with it very well at all. Um, in fact, it, it sent me on a bit of a downward spiral. The fact that he wasn't sleeping, he just was not a good sleeper and still isn't now, but now I understand it. Yeah. But then when your baby's only a few months old, you know, you think, but, but why isn't he a sleeper? Why is everyone else's baby asleep at seven o'clock? And, and mine doesn't want to sleep at all. And he's yeah. awake at one and two and three and four. Yeah, it's that feeling of what am I doing wrong, isn't it? Yes, of course. You start, you start to feel like a failure because you hear of other people's babies doing things better than your baby is. And suddenly you're a failure. You're failing at motherhood. You're not getting it right. Those thoughts take over your mind instead of taking the gas off a little bit, taking your foot off the pedal and actually saying, it doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter that my baby's awake at nine o'clock at night because so far that's what he's doing and that's what we're doing as a team, me and my baby, that's what we're doing. And it's got to be what works for you and not what you read in a book or what you hear on social media. It's got to be what works for you and your baby. And if that is that you co-sleep, then so be it, you know? If that means that your baby doesn't actually go to bed till nine, so be it, you know? It doesn't matter. None of it matters. And that's... That's the point to get across. If you if you can do it by the rules and your baby does go to bed at seven, that's amazing and that's brilliant and you're doing amazing. So we're not knocking anybody that, that can do that because, you know, that's great. It's yeah. just there are some mums that can't do that and that... Yeah. And there are some mums that do struggle with their baby being awake numerous times in the night, you know. And it's yeah. it's to those mums like myself that struggled. It's to those mums that I want to make feel better and reassure, oh. you know. Yeah, because there's pl- there are plenty out there, I'm sure. Tonight there'll be mums, won't there? Up in the night, despair. Yeah. What, what I mean, kind sometimes... of, I mean, you could, sorry, you, you can kind of talk talk about this now, sort of almost retrospectively, looking back but at the in the moment how how did you get through how did you you know some of those the the, the, the more the darker times that it, it got really dark for me there was there was one night where you know I stood in the kitchen and just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and looked at Jasper and just I I, I just thought I'm I'm not doing any of this right you know I'm I'm a really bad mom I was so upset you know, and my fiance was sleeping through the lot because a lot of men just sleep through a hurricane. <laughs> and, you know, yep. I'd look him and wake him up and he'd be like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? Can I help you? Is there anything I can do? And I'd be like, do you know what there isn't? Is there? Because I'm I'm actually breastfeeding. Yeah. So there isn't anything you can do. So you may as well just go back to bed because you've got to get up for work the next morning. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly it is again, it's just you just you um and it did get a bit dark for me and I called upon a therapist uh friend who I know called Sari Taylor um I rang her and we had a few sessions together and honestly it was the best thing I did I I just she just told me what I've just told you she said just take your foot off the pedal she said you are so desperate to be this perfect 
mom, she said, you're, you're making it worse for yourself. She said, yeah, you're, just, you're the one putting the pressure on yourself. Yeah. She said, just relax a little bit. She said, you're doing amazing. You're doing such a brilliant job. Look at him. He's a chubby little fella. He's, <laughs> he's fed so well. He's awake when he wants to be. And you might just have a baby that's not a great sleeper. And then, you know, when I talked to my, my own mom, my own mom said, Hayley, you never slept. She said, <laughs> I took you to the doctors and I sat you on the doctor's desk and said if you don't give me something to make her sleep I'm leaving her with you <laughs> you know and the doctor back then there, there, yeah. well there was something in the bloody 70s that you could take give to a baby to make them sleep <laughs> yes um, but these days there isn't anything you know no. so you know it's it's just it's in the genes I think he just is he's like a little baby that runs on Duracell batteries oh, and but- but how lovely. Even now at 15 months, he really does determine when he is tired and when he goes to sleep. And and it's it's almost like you can see it in him. We know him so well, you know exactly when yeah. he's ready. Yeah. And, and before that, there's just no point in even trying. No, so. no point. You know, and sometimes I attempt it stupidly. Yeah. Sometimes I look at him and I go, oh, look, it's 7.30. I think he's just rubbed his eyes. And, <laughs> and my fiance's like, are you sure? Because it's going to be tough. So. You know, and because we co-sleep, so when Jasper goes to bed, I go to bed. Yeah. So, you know, he sleeps with me, um, which is how it's worked for us. You know, I tried desperately to get Jasper in a crib from being a baby. And I tried for months and months and it got to a point where I was sleeping for two hours a night. You know, wow. he would be up every 30 minutes. He'd wake up and that would be another 30 minutes. He was awake for another feed and then back to sleep for 40 minutes and so on. And goes, Before goes you know cycle. it. Yeah, yeah you, you know, you've not been to sleep and no one can live like that. And I know that women are trying to. They're trying to because they think, I've got to get him in a crib. I've got to do it. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to do what's right for you. And and what's right for me was that Jasper co-slept with us. And honestly, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. him being with me in bed. I love that I can just get my boob out at any time and feed him you know and when that time is ready to change it'll change and there's no pressure I know that now there's no pressure to put a date on that I can say to yeah to date stamp something is that's just unrealistic isn't it it'll happen when it happens yeah yeah it's going to happen when he's ready for it to happen and until then we're just going to have to buy a bigger bed and (laughs) no bad thing that's what's going to happen we will buy a bigger bed and I'm sure he'll be in bed with us till he's at least four or five and we we've got used to that idea we're okay with that it's not going to be forever he's not going to be with us at 16 is he for crying out loud no absolutely you do what's right at the time and what's right don't you yeah my mum my mum said I was the same I was in her bed till I was four you know so it's did she tell tell you this before yeah I wish she had told us that before but (laughs) (laughs) so how are you are you you know how are you juggling work at the moment we recently saw you in the full Monty and Ice um yeah with a whole host of celebrities. How how was that? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, how lucky I was to be working during a pandemic yeah. because, you know, it, TV is still being made, but it's it's so tough to make it. It's really, really hard. Um, 
and there's a lot of uh, you know restrictions in place with COVID, and we managed it, even though we had members of our cast get COVID, test positive for COVID while we were filming. Yeah. We had that to deal with, um, but we managed to do it. And with Jasper, you know, I'm very lucky. My fiance's job. Um, it's it was flexible his boss gave him some time off and he also had two weeks holiday to take so what we did was use his holiday for days that he could come with me while I was filming and take care of Jasper um and that's how it worked and then there was a few days that he couldn't make it that um Jasper's nana um both nanas actually came and took care of him and did childcare. um so yeah so that's how how we managed it but God, I mean, it was hard. It was really hard. And there was a couple of occasions where Jasper was teething badly. And, you know, I was up for si- at six for work and he would be awake between one and four, you know. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I've got three hours sleep. That's it. Um, wow. Um, was it hard? Was it hard getting back on the ice? I mean, yes, I know. <laughs> I love the ice. Um, I feel at home when I'm on it something happens I just step on and I feel like I've never left Um, and it's just a uh, honestly such a beautiful feeling to to skate so Um, you dance anyway do you did you say you 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 dance well you did dance I danced when I was a kid yeah right so when I was um a, a child that's all I ever wanted to do was dance and then when I was 16 I went to college and uh in my first year of college I had the most horrendous back injury um and it put me out for a year so I wasn't allowed to dance at all for a whole year and what I did instead was join the musical theatre course we've moved completely onto a different story now I <laughs> I joined uh, I joined the musical theatre course and I started singing more instead and acting more and that's where that all happened. Right. Um, and I still, you know, in musicals, I still had to do the odd bit of dancing, but really my whole career has been acting and musical theatre and singing. So, um, yeah, I, I can dance, but I'm not a, you know, like one of these dancers you'll see in diversity. <laughs> well, we're talking of diversity. I'm pleased that you mentioned that. I've got to ask, um, is Ashley Banjo really as lovely in real life as he's on the telly? Oh, lovelier. Because that man. He's lovelier in, in real life. Is he? Really? He's an absolute diamond of a human. He's genuinely just warm and charming and caring and cares a lot about his work. Yeah, and he cares a lot about his people that he works with. So we had a blast on that show. We really, really did. Yeah, it it did look watching watching myself on the telly. It did look like everybody was part of a a lovely a lovely family headed up by Angie Banjo. But yeah, um, yeah, he's as I say, he just comes across so nice. It's hard to believe that he could be really that nice on in real life. He is really sure you he is. They all were, the whole of diversity. Just a lovely, lovely bunch of people. So what's in the pipeline for 2021, depending on COVID, depending on whatever happens? Yeah, most of it is depending on COVID. I mean, my my aim is to do more TV. That's the aim. Um, But... There is TV being made, which is wonderful, but we need to keep making it, which means we need more writers and we need 
production companies to to you know invest in putting new stuff out there um and during a pandemic you know that's really difficult um but for me it's for the acting it's more tv that yeah. i want to do um but i've also been writing so i've written a uh, a six part comedy drama fantastic that um i have entered into uh, like a writing competition um and I spoke to um, a lady who works for the BBC Writers Room and she's been helping me, which is wonderful, um, to get it seen and read by the right people, shall we say. So um, my script has now been sent off to numerous production companies in the hope that they will read it and maybe like it and, um, you know, something will come of it. So it's a slow process with writing, but you have to keep going with it. and. It takes, you know, a good couple of months for each production company to come back to you. But when they do, you know, it's worth it to get those notes and that feedback and everything. So exciting. Yeah, that's uh, I love to write and I've been writing a lot during lockdown. So um, who knows? You know, that's another string to my bow, I think. And we'll see what comes of it this coming year. Hopefully something good watch this space huh oh it's been brilliant to talk to you Hayley. before you go i've got to ask a question that we're going to ask every every guest that comes on yes you are on a desert island tricky i know but what is the one item you take with you and one that you wouldn't be without jasper that's it oh of course of course <laughs> thank you that'd be just me and jasper on a desert island daddy can Perfect. stay at home keep keep the house tidy and you'd be yeah, very nice. Oh, Haley, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Thanks so oh, much. Thank Stay you safe. Thank you. And a big thank you to to you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch via our website or find us on social media. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks for joining us and to our guest today. Tune in next month. And in the meantime, pop over to our website and follow us on social media. Kids Planet, working together to inspire your world.